1: Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
2: Game time decisions.
1: Alright, let's roll. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. I am Gabriel Moranzi. He is Ken Stewart. We pick up the pieces uh, following a 3 0 Croatian uh, victory. As I believe the word in Spanish is a goal, choke, a <laughs> hogo. <laughs> Lionel Messi. Yeah. Goat. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah he's the, goat. Yeah.
1: the your goat. Like I said like yesterday. A real goat. Not the
2: greatest of all time.
1: Since goat. when since when did you millennials decide that uh to spell the word goat in caps means greatest of all time? Goat it means means loser. Goat means shit. you lost. Goat means it's your fault. That's what that means. Who's the goat? goat yeah. Who's the goat? The guy that choked is the goat. It's like, you are the doofus. You know what I mean? Like, this whole goat stuff. And you know I, what? I, I eat it too. You're a disgrace messy to, like, goatees even. Like, you got to shave your goatee. Like, and if I was you, like, I would never be, be photographed in front of a goat ever again. Goat. All this goat crap. Yeah, LeBron James, the goat. He wins all the time, too. You know, the, you know, it's like the, uh, the curse of the Billy Goat. Yeah, goats are just bad, bad vibes. Exactly. You don't like, want, you to want to be associated goat. with goats. Goats are like the number four with uh, Asian people. It's bad. Yeah, it's true. When
2: Vince, when Chinese Vince found out my birthday was April fourth, he almost had a heart attack. <laughs> That's a bad sign. No wonder you have bad luck. I uh, hear you think. Good thing I don't have a Chinese realtor. They'll look take take a, take a look. Like, at, oh boy, you're like a big
1: white red devil. <laughs> <laughs> you're like good thing it's. it's I don't know, Seventy-five's like, not too bad. Though. The 4, four part. I think you're probably bringing some bad voodoo into my place.
2: Uh, no, no, no! Please don't blame me. Hey, I almost hit the that parlay. It started off great. I have a tie in the Australia game, France win, and then the third leg. Thanks for nothing. That would have been a nice little payday. I just threw that parlay together. Yeah, I've almost done a lot of things. In my yeah, life. I know, Gabe. I know.
1: I know. <laughs> Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah, it's true. And what do they say? Uh, if ants are bad, uh, it's ifs
2: and buts were candies and nuts. We'd all have a merry Christmas.
1: I believe the saying is, uh, if uh, if ants and butts were candies and nuts, O.J. Simpson would be uh, still in the record books. Something like that. <laughs> That's what that police chief from uh, <laughs> the police chief uh, from Parkland said after Jake Topper. <laughs> Jake Tapper was drilling him about what, what what went wrong. He said, well, Jake, if if ends and, if ends and butts were candies and nuts, O.J. Simpson would still be in the record books. And Jake Tapper just looked at him with the Jake Tapper face and says, I don't know what that means. <laughs> He's always got that look, too. It's like, I, I don't know what it means either. Like, what was that guy's name? Oh, Steve Israel. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff Israel. Yeah, ne- nevertheless. <laughs> nevertheless. Yeah, that was pretty disappointing, man, and you know it was brutal. Look, look, basically, Argentina just uh, cost us, I don't know, man, about $3,000. I don't know what the hell their goalie was thinking. Like,
2: guy comes out and challenges, you go, bing, right over your head. Now,
1: couple of, one
2: goal was nice, but the, the, come on, man, you got to do better than that. You're a professional goalkeeper. That was amateur night.
1: Speaking of goats, like, I'd like to throw burr, that goalie at, like, a goat farm Serious? and, like, watch huh. him get, like, molested Costa- by goats. Yeah, goats and uh, throw a couple crocs in there, too, Costa Rica style. Uh, just the goats. <laughs> Guys like goats so much here. Yeah, have a goat. Goat shit a lot. So uh,
2: <laughs> they're not—they're not very clean. Like they look so hey, you know, like it's a goat. Like they're no, nah, they're yeah. they're dirty.
1: They're they're goats. You eat goat. I wouldn't throw uh, throw stones if I live in a glass house. There, Cam. I will eat a goat. <laughs> How many times a day do you go? <laughs> quite quite a bit, Marezzi. And I'm not—I got to be honest. I'm pretty so, familiar. You're like you uh, bring up a goat. All they drink? do is eating shit. It's like wow. <laughs> It's like, wow, I, yeah, I know you don't play a, a, a
2: doctor on the radio, but uh, yeah, no, you're right. My stools are very, no, no, my I stool do. is very concerning. I pretend to
1: be a uh, know-all everything no. on the radio. I, th- I told you,
2: I, I'm not screwing around. I'm going for a full, uh, full checkup next week. I'm talking blood, everything, sticks, like whatever they have to do to me. Oh, that you're going to, in for the full? No, I, I'm going in for everything because I, I think I'm, I, I think there's an underlying problem. So I got to get it solved and talking about it's not going to help. So bring on the doctor. So in other words, oh, uh, he's going yeah, to stick something up my, uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those days. We'll
1: need a co-host for a couple of weeks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Cannibal Cam, off again. What are you, one day? Actually, I've been pretty steady this uh, last, honestly, I haven't taken a, a vacation in a couple of years. Like, no, I'm not going to even attempt to talk to you about your record, but you got to admit, I've really, uh, for a bigger man, I've really been grinding the last <laughs> while. <laughs> <laughs> for a bigger man. Oh, it's just tiring walking around in this frame sometimes. Oh, wow. I, I do got good news for you. Do you want some good news?
1: Uh, you possibly can't have good news.
2: Uh, Jordan Spice, uh five under, and he's not even... Did you bet him? No. Uh, okay. Then I got no news
1: for you. Sorry. I took him at DraftKings.
2: Oh, that's a good start. Actually, your DraftKings team's doing really well because all the guys you mentioned are doing... Like, everybody's under par. It looks real good. Like, Jason Day's finished at four under. T6. All
1: right, now let's check in on my... Uh, speeth. Uh, let's check in on my uh, my DraftKings uh, team. I've got Jason Day strong. Uh, Jason Day four under sixty six, put up thirty four DK points. Correct. I've got uh, Bo Hostler almost S- leading, S- sizzling. Bo Hostler's Bo hot. Hostler's hotter than a Texas uh, <laughs> Texas <Grim>. grill. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> yee-haw. No, I'll tell something. I like the line in Seinfeld. <laughs> like, you couldn't, uh, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't. If you had silk <laughs> sheets, yeah, uh, uh, you just I, sort of,
2: and he just dies out. That's like me when I'm trying. To I used the
1: somebody. line. I used the line uh, yesterday. You couldn't smooth. Thing. You couldn't smooth. Cougar, out you couldn't smooth. Uh, you couldn't smooth out a silk. Like if you had a hot babe on the sheets. yeah, he's like, yeah, never mind. Hey, Cougar, your company sucks. <laughs> yeah. He said, "Hey Krueger, my son says your company, company stinks. stinks. <laughs> you couldn't smooth uh, over. You had uh, a hot date genius. on a silk sheets.
2: You're right. I love it too. It's the best.
1: It's like when Bart uh, running from uh, running from Skinner, and Skinner's like the Terminator, and uh, Bart's like he's like some non-giving-up guy. Like you <laughs> know what I mean?" Yeah, that's uh, that's like Iran. They're like the non-giving up uh, oh, yeah. guys on the yeah. soccer pitch. They're feisty. So yeah, Bo Hostler, forty-two point uh, five. Bo Hoss- hotter than Georgia asphalt. Good call. Yeah, Bo Hostler's one of those guys. Gabe, we got to start
2: doing first round leader. Like he's always he's that he's that Thursday Friday. Yeah. Jordan guy. Spieth,
1: thirty-nine DK yep. points comes out of the gate. Siwoo Kim, not bad. Is that uh, right now? Yeah, not yeah, too bad. He's doing all right. He's uh, through twelve. Yep. Kevin Streelman, nice round for uh, Streelman. I think Streelman's under par too. Uh, no, I got no complaints uh, with, with Streelman. Two under par. Uh, the uh, the one issue is uh, Chesson Hadley. Hadley? Where is he? Is he how much over par? He's uh, plus two okay, through 11. It's not 11. the end
2: of the world yet. We just got to get him. Just come back, finish out at three. Three uh, bogeys. Yeah, I don't like that.
1: Seven par, one birdie, uh, three bogeys for uh, for Hadley.
2: A lot of people liked Hadley this week, too. He's one of those, ooh, DFS golf guys. A sexy, trendy pick, but... Uh, a lot of golf to be played a lot of golf to be played
1: well we've got big problems with the parlays i know we do there's no
2: there's no going back i'm actually
1: there's I, no pretty way of uh, putting this i know
2: you uh, put these things in before and i don't really have very much money in the lump of sum compared to other investors in the group but i give you permission to do anything with like two my like 200 three. i don't even know how much it is Gabe but All just, right, let's put, put this put, in context put a monster parlay together and let's buy a lottery ticket cuz i don't care so anymore to put this in context i don't care
1: our um we're done we have one parlay for $213
2: that's mexico right
1: they're willing to uh, pay back $34 on it i think we're going to say that's no. that's not a good deal <laughs> no no Cougar, we're not accepting your deal <laughs> that's <laughs> that's that's not what a good that's a sign. joke
2: no no no
1: well, we have another parlay worth uh, $516 that's better they're willing to buy us out uh, for 182 right I, now.
2: I say no to that, too. Sorry, I'm not accepting these buyouts unless they're—you've
1: got to do better. No, I'm just stressing, like, uh, how, how, like, screwed we are. Yeah, we're screwed. In context of what they're willing to pay back. I'm actually surprised they're willing to give us $182 back on that.
2: What do we have to do to win that parlay? What has to happen?
1: Well, Uruguay's already advanced. That's a winner. Yeah. Uh, France have already advanced. They win today, Yes. Uh, we need Iran not to advance, and uh, tell you what, these son of a bitches they, aren't going anywhere. They might advance. <laughs> they need to beat Portugal. They need to win out. They yeah. need if they we beat Portugal. Por- we need Portugal yes. to draw or beat after, Iran. After all this, Portugal can come, be bounced. It always they comes never down. make things easy for themselves. Nah, it always comes down to Portugal too.
2: See my bad cheat? Who's Portuguese? Joe lives with me. Don't four worry.
1: four, the number of the beast. Portugal will win like one yeah. nil or something. I don't worry barely like Sounds on a Ronaldo yeah. goal.
2: Actually, Joe came. We home. We need
1: Germany to qualify. That that I gotta tell you something. Germany's gonna be fine. Germany's gonna kick the crap out of Sweden. Gabe, I gotta tell you, we need Portugal to do well
2: because when Portugal does well, it goes good for me. Joe came home with a barrel of chicken in celebration for me. Cam, have some Kentucky Fried Chicken. I go, this is great. Yeah, if they would have lost, and he, he, he would exactly, buy. and he bought me beers too. I'm like, yes, Portugal, <laughs> yes. I go, Joe, you're the best tenant I've ever had. <laughs> what a nice guy. Uh, He's actually going to Montreal this weekend too. We're gonna party time. We're gonna have a great. You know what though, Gabe? Let's think about the positives. We're going to the Argo game on Saturday. Babano, Sunny, Vega, Taylor, all our friends are gonna be there. Let's just try to enjoy that day, get wasted, and think about we have a. We're still a. Little, we got some couple things going well in our lives right now. We're doing a radio show.
1: Yeah, and then I wake up Sunday morning, get on a plane to go to a funeral. That's true.
2: Wow, you really put the with the dark cloud in yeah. it. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I just, I'm trying to get the sun through, but it's, it's tough these days. No, tough.
1: no, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to be all uh, right.
2: We're going to have a nice Saturday. Saturday's going to be a great day. around barbecue, and all our friends are going to be there. It's going to be nice.
1: You know, we already have people coming, uh, coming in from out of town, so I couldn't really uh, cancel, but um, it worked out. I got on the Internet, and uh, I was able to find a flight, basically, at like 1030 in the morning. So it's not too bad.
2: Well, I was here listening to you before, and I thought you did a really good job with your radio hit, buddy.
1: I appreciate that. Honestly,
2: no, I was getting choked up.
1: I'm probably going to be reeking of booze at the funeral.
2: I think we're going to be... I'll be woke.
1: <laughs> I'm be I, a, I, I hate I'll to tell you, gay,
2: You're going to be like, if I light you with a match on Monday, <laughs> in bad shape. It, Saturday, Sunday, like, you're going to have when no t- back t- midnight. No, you're going to basically smell like a mixture of, like, Brute and Stoli. Like, you're going to be coming in, like, hard on uh, liquors. You're, you're flammable. Like it's going to be Saturday. We're partying all day. And Sunday I wanted to fly
1: train. back as well. It was two hundred ninety one dollars to fly there. How much for the train? Uh, one hundred and twenty one. Is your convenience worth a hundred? And coming coming back, it was uh, three hundred thirteen dollars on the on the plane. Yeah. And how much for the train? One twenty one. Yeah, you got to take the train
2: because the difference in like I always measure comfort versus time or whatever. That's a little bit too much. Because the train's what five hour trip, yeah, yeah, and the the flight's about what? It's It's an an hour
1: and like ten minutes to flight. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, and where from here, I just go to the island airport. It's only a couple of minutes. The airport in Montreal is in the middle of nowhere. That's right. And it's not like Billy Bishop that you can roll in 30 minutes before the so plane. So you'll, tr- you'll be throwing out more money just to get around town. And yeah. even though the flight's an hour, basically I, you have to leave like an hour and a half before to get there. So it turns into like a two-and-a-half-hour, three-hour venture anyway. Anyways, so
2: just save the money.
1: <laughs> yeah. In hindsight, I'm sort of wishing I would have just dropped the extra 200 bucks, essentially, to fly back. But that's eh, a couple hours. It is what it is. But, uh, yeah, Sunday's going to be a grind. And uh, yeah, Saturday will be fun. You know this this Argentina game, man. Just you know, can, what did you can, you, can, you? can we buy a damn break? It's unbelievable. No. Like, can you know, I do an interview where I'm talking about a good friend of mine that just died? While I, you know, the second I hang up, Cam's like, oh, they just scored again. And every one of these goals makes our lives more difficult to advance. Like, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty positive about these things. And what did I tell you when he came in here when they were losing? I even said, "Listen, if they just lose one nothing or something, we could be okay. It'll be all right. Yeah. We just need to win the last game. You know, two three nothing, and they'll get in. We're competing like this is. They're competing with Nigeria and Iceland, man. Like this is going to be a calamity of all calamities. Well, they lost. They they lost in a, a three goal differential today. Yeah, who's
2: their final game against Nigeria? So they got to beat
1: Nigeria by three goals. We don't know that yet. We are like Argentina, totally out of our control. The best thing that can happen for us is basically Iceland and Nigeria play to a scoreless draw. Nobody scores. They both get one point. Yep. And um, uh, but uh, it doesn't look very good. Now, Iceland play Croatia.
2: Iceland's gritty.
1: Yeah. and Croatia's already locked everything up. So Croatia might not even care. Man, you look stressed. Yeah, I know, I, know, I know. What's the word I'm looking for? Starts with an F, ends with a K. <laughs> it's four letters? <laughs> <laughs> like you said, like... Sorry. Like, guys. if this was on video oh, right no, now, I you guys it. would see, like, no, the dead. veins in my forehead are sort of no. pulsating. It's like... Like, I look at you, like, I see you every
2: day in the studio, and now, like, finally the look of, like life stop hitting me is coming over like before you're like ah don't worry i shake it off you know but now no you see me you're uh, you're you're at the end of the wall right now we need miracles <laughs>
1: god help us. Like, i knew argentina <laughs> listen i knew argentina were flake coming into this thing well, we i talked just, to I, big man about it. he's like oh i don't know guys croatia seems like a, he, argentina yeah, lets you down i know i know no one thought Argentina wasn't going to qualify.
2: Well, no one thought Croatia was going to beat these guys 3 0. No way.
1: Well, Argentina kind of quit.
2: They did. That last goal at the end, too. That the was first so goal stupid. was a giveaway. That's what, yeah, exactly. Whole thing's they a were, train wreck. They were sloppy, man.
1: It's a disaster. It's disgusting.
2: I'll check some horse. Uh, maybe we can hit something at the track at the, at the break.
1: Uh, we got some NBA props uh, for the NBA draft rapidly approaching. Indianapolis will join us. we got CFL Fantasy, DFS, MLB, all that and more.
3: Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 844- 84 FNTSY. That's 844 843 6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fancy source, 24 hours a day.
1: The game time decision your Eaton Radio continues. Well, the countdown is on. As I mentioned, Ben Kramer, DailyRodo.com, uh, Ben Kramer will join us, as he does every week, to talk some uh, CFL DFS. We've got the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks. And uh, don't tweet me and ask me what a Red Black is. I don't know. Somebody asked the other day, isn't no, Red Blacks offensive? No, no. no, it's, no, not, no, no it's not no it's, what a Red Black is. It's like a lumberjack. That's exactly.
2: Yeah, a Red Black is a Canadian... Maple syrup drinking cutting wood type of lumberjack. Yeah. That's what they do. They no, the saw red, the big circle of the, plaque, the it's, wood. It's the plaid. You know almost. the plaid
1: sort of yeah. exactly. It's the it's a it's an outdoor it's winter a plaid lumberjack yeah. guy with the plaid. But, you know. but to the listener's point Like when they score a touchdown. They cut the wood. They saw. Yeah. yeah a yeah. big circle of wood
2: with the <laughs> R in it. But I will say this, as a listener, like if you're listening somewhere, Red Blacks is a horrible name. Like it's stupid. I, I don't think I, I don't think it's a good name. I don't care. Like it's bad. Stampeders, yes. Argos, Thai cat, like I look at the red blacks. Come on. You could do better, Ottawa. You could do
1: better. Well, they used to be called the Rough Riders. Well, we
2: can't. <laughs> I almost want to have Rough Riders and Rough Riders again. That's I, what don't see why,
1: I don't see why we can
2: No, that's the thing. You're the Ottawa Rough like, Riders people and the
1: used, Saskatchewan Rough people Riders. People used to make fun of, oh, you guys have two teams. I, I, I like it like that. It's, that's separa- it's the so, Canadian Football League. Yeah, yeah, The Auburn Tigers and the LSU Tigers. Clemson Tigers. They're in the same damn conference. Missouri Tigers. They're in the same conference as well.
2: How many Cougars. BYU Cougars, Washington cougars. State
1: Cougars, Houston Cougars. They've changed their name because Cougs.
2: <laughs> You said Tigers and Cougars and
1: Lions. They're like, both rough riders. Yeah, they're rough riders. Deal with it, people. That's what it makes it radically Canadian. I would have Listen, Saskatchewan and Saskatchewan sort of run the league for some reason. Um they fought it. No, no, you can't be the rough riders. We're the rough riders. It's like, "Yeah, yeah, but" They were the Rough, rough Riders for too. They were the Rough Riders back in the Don Jackson era. I would have just said, listen, as a compromise, Ottawa are just the Riders. Not the Rough Riders. Riders. Just the Riders. Ottawa Riders. The Ottawa Riders. Yes. Better than Red Blacks. Nobody calls them Rough Riders anyways. What do you call, what, what do they call them in Saskatchewan now? The Riders. The Riders, yeah. No one says, oh, the Rough Riders. I'm going through the Rough Riders game? Yeah, no, you're right. Some more Riders. <laughs>
2: you know, what's the uh, I just the, think it'd be cooler to the have hashtag? Two teams. I, I think look. Ride Rider, uh, Rider, Rider, Riderville or Rider Nation. I think it's Rider Pride. Rider Pride. Who's their mascot? Gainer. He wears that half. Yeah. <laughs> Gainer. He's yeah. a gopher. Gainer the gopher. Yeah, yeah, I like him. <laughs> I like Gainer, too. I can't lie. Like, even when I have money against this guy, I see Gainer out there, like, waving to all the people. I'm like, ah, Gainer looks like a nice guy. Yeah, Gain, Gainer's <laughs> a good guy. I like Gainer,
1: too. The CFL mascots are good.
2: The Red Blacks mascot, again, as I said, I'm just going to continue to rip. They suck. It's two guys in uh, plaid coats, uh, saw wood. That's no mascot. <laughs> no, they're, mas- it's, it's, they're human beings. A mascot has to be in a costume. Or like even Nargo, Jason the Argonaut, he comes in with a
1: shield and sword. Look, here's Gaynor Oh, right
2: Gainer, Gaynor, Gaynor rocks. Gaynor's uh, the best. Oh, of course look. he is that is awesome see that that's a what, good looking mask and kids like him like he's fun for adults because he's cool and kids are like hey gainer like they want to take pictures with him because he's cool what do you think of the lion here look leo the lion i like leo the lion too leo the lion's good guy oh see that's fantastic like, <laughs> leo the lion's amazing gainer and leo are the best uh i gotta be honest with you, the edmonton like kind of sasquatch kind of killer guy <laughs> I, li- I like football head though he's a lot of fun Argonaut guys okay.
1: Who's the tie Cat's uh Pigskin Pete, basically. Pigskin Pete. <laughs> <laughs> we were we 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 hung with the uh, he. It's pigskin the Box right J us, boys. Right? Oh yeah, those guys like. No, no, but they don't have. I it should, they don't have. There a, should
2: be a tiger cat, but he should be black
1: and gold. Yeah, they don't have like a tiger cat no. though running around they like have a pigskin mascot. Pigskin Pete banging a drum. Yeah, Pigskin Pete. <laughs> That's what he said. It's like, what was that guy's name, the BC Lion fan? He used to bang the drum. George. Crazy George. Crazy George. Crazy <laughs> George. I like Crazy George a lot, too. Doom, doom, doom. Oh, he was a great doom, guy. Doom, doom. Uh, hit the drum uh, all game. Crazy
2: George was awesome. Yeah, you don't find you don't find fans and mascots like that anymore.
1: It, se- it seems like uh, Gaynor is the um, the winner. Gaynor's sort of the king of... Uh, I don't know. Leo the Lion's pretty strong,
2: though. I put Gaynor first, Leo in uh, silver. I don't even know who to do bronze. Like, if you look at the rest of the league, it's tough. Like, uh, no, Pigskin Pete, Jason the Argonaut, wah. The Calgary Stampeders don't really, they have a horse with somebody Dude, riding a horse. you look at the
1: Argonaut. He looks like uh, the Michigan State Spartan. It's like they basically, its he's got the same big head. Yeah, it's Jay- that's Jason the Argonaut. <laughs> that's his name?
2: Yeah, Jason, like from the Argonauts. It's in uh, Mythology. It's actually, yeah, Jason and the Argonauts. That's where, yeah.
1: <laughs> Check out the Alouettes. What? <laughs> Wow, that's so
2: ghetto. That's like a that's like a grade six high school team. Hey, man! Like, what is it? What is he? Some kind of like w- w- weird bird? Like, I, I got no idea. God love God love the Alouettes. <laughs> They're amazing.
1: His name is Touchdown.
2: <laughs> that's his name? <laughs> Touch- Sorry, I'm dying. No, here's
1: a better shot of him. Okay, that one. Here's a better yeah. shot of him. Let's take
2: a look at this turkey. Actually, he's okay. Yeah, he's kind of like a—he's kind of like a like a, uh, like
1: a bird on crack. He's got big eyes, and he does. He yeah. looks like a, a crack, drunk bird. Uh, yeah, he's a crack bird, and it's funny. Like the with the jersey, it just doesn't really fit him properly. Yeah, know, it's like you deep, said. Yeah. he said, he's a very Montreal. Yeah, he's like the drunk bastard. He's
2: like the mascot yeah, yeah. like you'd find. Hey, hey, in the hey, pitch.
1: kids, hey, what's up? Yeah, well, yeah. First, touchdown. He's got a needle in his arm. In the
2: di- Oh, sorry guys, I forgot about the game. <laughs> touchdown.
1: I'm touchdown. No, no, look. He looks good here. The thing with the Alouettes is, like, they keep tweaking it.
3: Show and ask your question. The number is 844 84 FNTSY. That's 844 843 6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source 24 hours a day.
1: We appreciate uh, your patience. Thanks, everybody. During our uh, times of uh, difficulty. Well, basically, um, me and Cam just uh, spoke to each other for the last four minutes without realizing. I thought it we was a really. G- I wish it was on because and it was good. We we're having a good time. What's amazing is I actually said, "I can't believe that we're still on the air right now." But we. So, what's the last thing that you guys heard? Did you guys hear, like, the ruffling and cam, like, make noise and stuff like that? No, but that stuff didn't go down. Don't blame. No, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't shut us down. There's no way. No, well, some, evidently something happened, yes.
2: Yes, but not when I went to this side of the table. That's exactly when
1: it happened. But that machine's over there.
2: That's how do I impact something the, fa-
1: falling 10 feet the other way? You tripped on the cable, and the cable pulled everything and pulled cables. Everything's very sensitive, Cam you it's think it's a cable. coincidence that you tripped over everything and then uh, we got knocked off? No,
2: but I, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think I should take blame for this one. I, I what do you mean I... you
1: can't take blame for this one? That's exactly what happened. Really? Yes. I just uh... you stepped on the cable and everything moved and uh, oh. boom.
2: Okay, I'm not touching the cable
1: but It basically okay. just don't move anymore.
2: Okay, okay. I thought it was the headphone thing, but okay.
1: Yeah, the headphones are plugged in oh, to I everything. Know, I know. I was just going So to if you table. trip on the headphones and the headphone jack pulls the mixing board, it's a domino effect of which the cables plugged into the computer get pulled.
2: I get it. I, yeah, I know. It sounded like we were still on the air, though. It sounded crispy. I didn't know we were, like, nothing. You didn't know? No, it was, I like, It was just like, hey, you know, like, it sounded regular. Like, it sounded
1: broadcast quality, you know? Sure. It yeah. does. Yeah. It did. Yes, it did. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. It did. <laughs> so as I was saying, I don't even know what people heard or not. Now, I don't know if people heard us talking about the barbecue or not, and yeah. uh, how many people, uh, how much, how many uh, people of uh, food you account for. I'd say about two and a half. Yeah, I think Sunny Sonny vague You're <laughs> tuning it. Let's say about two and a half. I think that's. I don't uh, think
2: three. I think three's uh, a lot. Yeah, two, like two and a half people's uh, probably a fair estimate. I'm thinking. I'm
1: still sickened by the end of this stupid game. It was ridiculous. That third goal, I just, Ugh, that was so heartbreaking. That was a freaking killer.
2: It was. It was.
1: No, yeah, that, uh, that 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 was a killer.
2: We're not done yet, though. We still got it. I'm not saying the the chamber of the gun is filled with bullets, but I think there's a couple left, and we're going to have to take a shot, Gabe. We're going to have to take a shot. I don't know what, what, what we got planned, but let's all come up with it. Me, you investors, Sonny, if he's got some advice too, let's put together a parlay and try to, you know, hit one out of the park lottery style. Try to win a couple grand.
1: Well, we have nothing to play in any parlays. I thought we have a couple hundred bucks left, don't we? Or No, no everything's tied up. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> let's oh, just boy.
2: play another parlay. I, th- I <laughs> thought, I thought there was saying? a couple hundred to play with. Now I'm, <laughs> no. now I'm getting really uh, I'm not feeling so good. Oh, God. I'm starting to really sweat a lot, even more than usual. I don't know what you thought. Like, What do you think? We have like $4,000 uh, in plays here? I thought we had about two or 300 left to go like a couple hundred bucks, like a $100 parlay, four or five banger, $100, you know, six banger, and maybe a two or three. Like kind of mix it up. That's what I thought. No. Okay. The answer is
1: no. No. The the, the, the answer is it's not happening. What pisses me off, too, is I wanted to roll over the stupid total money. I should have just freaking cashed out, man. Should have, could have, would have. I wanted to roll over this money on the NBA draft, in which I really like these props that are coming up. Uh, But um, the props are off the board at 7 o'clock, and it puts me in a tough spot because we're on the air until uh, 7 o'clock, unless I can carry this uh, headset with me and uh, go see uh, Shane at the post office. This is incredibly frustrating. That last freaking goal, like those stupid Argentinians, man, like what a disgrace. What a disgrace. I, like, could, I could, get the, you, you know, don't what win. I can do? I'm
2: actually going to do you a solid. You lose 3 nothing. Listen, listen. I I, I, don't, have, uh, I don't have the, the, the form in uh, the receipt that you get from Shane, but I do have an account at my bookie. I'll just throw it on uh, my debit or whatever. Why don't we put a couple hundred bucks in there and uh, try to do some damage? How's that sound?
1: Let's, let's see if we can put something together here. Nice segue. That's the spirit. Nice segue. Thank you. Larry and Wawa says the last thing we were talking about was the Red Blacks. Really? That was a long time ago, oh, Larry. Thats yeah. Oh, God, really? Were we, off, were we gone for that long? All right. Oh, God. All right, so Thanks, normally I, I've been sending a playlist of music in uh, the last couple of days, and the music's been good. Today I didn't send a playlist uh, in, and the music has not been good.
4: Playlists...
1: Game time decisions. Red Heat Ranger Radio continues. I am Gabriel moranzi Cam Bader on the other side. Speaking of which, Bader uh, died last yeah. night.
2: It's actually freaking me out when I saw some pictures of Vader. It's just kind of like he really
1: looks like me as was a right, bigger version. Vader uh, passed uh, passed away uh, as I well. Vader. What a what a wrestler! So yeah, uh, we don't really know exactly what happened. Our apologies out there. I should have been checking uh, the. Uh, we have a, a a system and a message system that I didn't see uh, for a couple of minutes. And uh, and it's funny because we were really talking about how it was really funny funny conversation <laughs> about how I was shocked we didn't get knocked off the air. There. And when we when I, when I tripped, yeah, and then we get back on the air, and in some reason Cam disputes whether we, why we got knocked off the air. Yeah, well, I just, I, I just really, uh, I'm trying to break down the facts here,
2: Gabe. Uh, oh,
0: I,
1: yeah. The facts are, you tripped <laughs> over everything. We got knocked off the air. That's the uh, fact.
2: I don't have the energy to fight you back. I just, okay, man.
1: All right, so I it. Let's bring in Pete Annapolis uh, right now. As the countdown to the NBA uh, draft uh, is on, uh, Pete, always a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time to be with us.
5: Hey guys, how you guys doing today? Always a great day, uh, NBA draft day for sure.
1: Yeah, uh, good stuff. Yeah, big day in the in the NBA, uh, Pete. Uh, so Pete, of course, uh, former assistant coach with the UMass Minutemen, RDS Television basketball analyst. So um, we're a couple of hours away right now, and I see that um, that Wojo has just uh, predicted the top six picks of the draft, and it sounds like he was listening to me on the Mitch Melnick show from about an hour ago because um, he tweeted this out at 3.53, and uh, I gave the exact same six picks at about 3.33 earlier, and he's stating DeAndre Ayton, number one, Marvin Bagley, number two, Luka Doncic's number three, Jaron Jackson, four, um, Mo Bamba, five, and then Trey Young, six. And truth be told, I think that's the way it's going to play out as well. Uh, Pete, what do you think?
5: Well, I think uh, when you look at the number one pick, I think there was talk about uh, DeAndre Ayton going number one from the get-go. Obviously, he played at the University of Arizona just as potential as athleticism is touch around the basket. I mean, it's hard to uh, not take somebody who's going to give you probably 20 and 10 for about 10 years of his career. Now, Luka Doncic was the wild card. Um, the NBA is going small ball. The NBA is going to versatile wing players who could guard and play multiple positions. Um, can you have a guy like Luka Doncic? Uh, leading a franchise I think yes Uh, there's still that unknown factor though where as general managers you want to make the pick that's right for your franchise but are you going for the home run or are you going for the safe pick that's not going to get you fired and I think that's what's the case with Aiton. I think Bagley at two makes sense because since they lost Cousins, I think Vlade Divac and all the cigarettes that he's probably smoking now before he's going to make that pick uh, makes sense uh, for Sacramento um, for getting an interior post player. So that falls Doncic at three to the Hawks. The Hawks might be looking to trade that pick to get multiple players from what I'm hearing. Uh, the one guy I'm not really sold on, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., looks good. I mean, his father played in the NBA. He's got that pedigree from his dad. But what does Mo Bamba look like? I mean, as I mentioned, seven foot one, shot blocker. Is he going to be the next Patrick Ewing, who takes time to develop offensively, but is a beast defensive rebounds? Or is he the next DeJana Geop, who was a complete flop in the NBA? I don't know. Is he there for the fight, fifth pick for Dallas? They want to get to start winning. Rapidly, Is he the guy? And at the number six pick, I think Trey Young, I think, is a guy that had that great momentum. His name is falling off the charts right now from what we're hearing, but you know agents and general managers are playing that game. Shai Gilgis-Alexander, the Canadian from Kentucky, is rumored to be a guy that's moving up. So he could be probably there because Orlando wants a point card.
1: Uh, Pete Annapolis uh, with us. All right, so there's been a lot of line movement, uh, guys, and I threw this out earlier. Uh, Wojo has an influence on this, so uh, the numbers are moving quickly. Um, Luka Doncic, over under 2.5, is now minus 700 uh, to the over, man. Incredibly high right now. Bagley, under 3.5, is minus 700. All right, so uh, we just went through what we think is going to be the top 6.5, and, and, you know, Orlando wouldn't shock me if they took uh, Trey Young in that spot which would mean that Michael Porter Jr. goes undrafted in the first uh, seven picks and or the first six picks, and I'm, I'm believing in Michael Porter. I think Michael Porter's going to end up with a New York Knicks in a nine spot, uh, Pete, but, you know, we're hearing conflicting things about uh, Porter. I saw one story that um, some people think he won't even play this year, that they're like, no, we'll just shut him down. He won't play this year. He's not going to have an impact on the team this year, which really leads me to believe – General managers, man, they don't have five-year plans anymore. You got two, three years if you're a GM nowadays in the NBA. You screw up your top five, top six pick a couple of times. You're toast. I don't think any of them can afford to take Michael Porter Jr. that high. Despite the kid's talent, we really don't know Pete. I mean, whatever. He's a good high school player, and he played AEU or whatever. He played a couple of games in college. We haven't seen anything from him. So I don't don't believe the GMs are going to take this kid in the top six and a half picks.
5: There's major red flags with this individual. He's a young player, but all the baggage that surrounds him. And um, I watched him in high school, watched him in AU, promising player, ten, versatile, could uh, shoot the basketball, put on the floor. He plays one game at Missouri, um, suspicious type of back injury. What, um, what game? <laughs> yeah. And, then, and, and, and what, what concerned me the most is that for the rest of the year, well, he didn't sit on the team bench right i mean he, he was gone he was only about himself um didn't really join the team until he joined them into the Day tournament and then really didn't play well and then they were gone and quanzo martin the head coach was trying to say well he's a he's a big key component of our team and we love him well no <laughs> like you mentioned right are you going to take this guy in the top five uh because of the talent are you willing to wait on him um, number eight with Cleveland looks like, Hey, you know, we have to decide, we have to figure out what LeBron James is going to do, what they believe he's going to do. Are they going to trade that pick now to get some guys, you know, it's going to be interesting what Colby Altman uh, and Dan Gilbert decide to do tonight. But again, Porter's a guy, high character means a lot, unless you're a Shaquille O'Neal type athlete. Uh, and type of dominant performer, if you have character issues, and again, the due diligence that these teams do, Gabe and Cam, is incredible. I mean, I have college coaches. They're calling everybody that ever played with that player. They're calling his his grade school teacher, how he reacted in grade five with with classmates. They are doing everything.
1: But you notice, I notice that we don't hear the stupid questions that the NFL guys ask, right? Yeah. Is your mother a whore? Uh, do you want to have sex with your sister? Yeah. Uh, you know, like you know, it's like they don't do that. Like you That's said they do exactly. the due diligence in the NBA. They I'm know they laughing,
5: want to... But I'm shaking my head, guys. I'm not laughing. I'm just
1: like <laughs> no, no. <incredible>. The NFL's <laughs> nuts.
2: Like I don't know what they try to do. These guys calling, hey, your mom's a prostitute. It's so, Like, what did he want to do? Not, not the guy
1: to punch you in the face. Like, there's no. Dude, I read to a story yesterday. I read insane. a story yesterday about an NFL kid that was drafted. He said that uh, he said that an unnamed team. Asked him what it's like to have a father and how come he doesn't take care of his kid. And he goes, I don't have a kid. And they said, oh, no, we, we looked into this and you you do have a kid. How come you don't tell us about it? And the kid said, I don't have a an kid. effing kid. Yeah. And finally he told them, if I have a kid, give me the kid's phone number. Give me the chick's phone number and the mother's phone number and the kid. <laughs> and they were like, oh, no, we were just we we're just kidding. With that, that, with, well, how is that? Like, that's, that, that's when you're doing that, so... Abuse. And then they say, well, we want to see how he handles pressure and what. Like, oh. it's dumb. You want to see how he handles pressure? I don't know. Put him in a dark room and make a lot of noise or you know, make him go through a haunted house. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's ridiculous, the questions. In the NBA, you don't hear them ask these stupid questions to the guys.
5: No, you don't. And, again, I remember Dez Bryant comes to mind what they asked him about his mom and Listen. At the end of the day, you know, you look at what these players uh, can do on the court, and it's important what the what type of men and individuals they are off the court. Uh, but when you got some type of character issues here with Michael Porter Jr., uh, as much as he's talented, right? Um, this draft is really top heavy from, I would say, the top eight nine. Uh, Bridges from Villanova is a guy that looks like he's going to be in that top ten. So where's Wendell? Where's Wendell
1: Carter Jr. in this? Because I think uh, the over/under prop for him is seven and a half. Wouldn't shock me if he actually went to the Cavaliers. Does he, I think he? I don't think he's a top seven pick. He's a good player, but I don't see him going to top well, I mean, seven. A what lot, do you think? A lot of guys they're talking about. They think he will be the better prospect than Bagley.
2: That's uh, you know what I mean. But uh, time will tell.
1: Time will tell. So
5: what, what do you think, Pete, of uh, Wendell uh, Wendell Carter Jr. What I'm hearing is the Chicago Bulls uh, are really, really excited about him and are looking uh, to pull the trigger. Listen, he's a guy that played behind Bagley, played behind um, Grayson Allen. Uh, obviously, you know, as I mentioned, it, it's a league that's going small, right? So if you're going to invest a lottery pick with a center, uh, he has to have the ability to be productive from day one on both ends. Uh, not super athletic, but pretty skilled. Shot 65% from the field. Um, he's a guy that has a nice touch around the rim, can shoot the foul line jumper, makes his free throws. Again, I, I want to see more uh, from him. Um, what did the, lo- the workouts look like? Some teams are really, really quiet about that. Listen, his name has been floating around like it's going up uh, instead of downwards. Again, uh what's what's the fit? Do you want him playing next to Markinen with the Bulls? He's a guy that's, you know, needs the ball to be effective. Can he play without it? Can he get loose balls? Can he get offensive rebounds? Uh, I think he's an intriguing prospect. Again, uh, you look at all the guys, Aiton, Bagley, Carter, Bamba, a lot of big guys here. So what can, what does that translate to the next level? Uh, I think Bagley's the more productive player, but Carter's a guy that uh, if he's in the right situation with the right coaching and, again, the basketball, I see him being a guy that could put up 15 points and 10 rebounds.
2: What about some like deep, deep sleepers? Guys like Shake Milton from SMU, and we talked about Grayson Allen. Obviously, going to go really, really deep. Is there any of these guys that are not name marquee guys that are going
5: to go early that
2: you like and think could actually be steals?
5: The guy I really like is Zaire Smith from Texas Tech. Six foot four, two hundred pounds, super, super athletic. Gets to the rim, could finish. Super plays above the rim. Uh, monster dunker. Can defend could guard multiple positions. He's one of those guys that fits in the new NBA. Uh, he's you know, he's around the ten, the twelve, to fifteen range. I see a team really taking him on the chance and putting him into their system. Um, you know, DiVincenzo is a guy that I like a lot. I mean it's not just because he had a big time final game. He gets to the rack to put on the floor and could shoot the three ball I think he's a guy that's going to translate well at the next level. The point guard from UCLA, Holliday, is really a guy that's, that's climbing up the charts as well. Uh, again, it, it's tough to see what coaches, what GMs want. Are you just drafting on the best available player? Uh, but there's definitely some guys here that I think have, have opportunities uh, to make a name for themselves. Kevin Knox, I think, from Kentucky. Again, a lot of hype with him. Uh, six foot nine, only about 215 uh, I'm not quite sure he's ready to be that impact player next year, but I think Knox is a guy that, you know, down the road could be a, a good player uh, for a franchise. So there's a few of those guys, but I think DiVincenzo and Zaire Smith are two guys I absolutely love in this draft.
1: All right, so we got Colin Sexton. His prop is over under 10 and a half. People think that Trey Young is a great shooter, but if you want a pure, pure scorer, Colin Sexton's your guy. He's also a tough kid. So, you know, you talk about the character issues. You know, when people talk about Sexton's character, all I hear from every scout and general manager is say, "This kid's real tough, and he's 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 not going to be intimidated by anybody in the NBA." That he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's a tough. He's tough mentally. He's tough physically. And the kid's a score. To me, I don't know. The New York Knicks sort of need that slam dunk star player, and I'm seeing Knox pop up to the Knicks a lot right now. The Knicks have, you know, they've done a nice job over the last couple of years of not taking the sort of the name player. You know, they've, they've taken European guys, and they've been they paid the price for it. But eventually at some point, they need to fall ass backwards into a superstar. Besides just Porzingis, who's pretty good, you know, can they catch lightning in a bottle? Sexton might be that lightning in a bottle for them.
5: Well, it's interesting the pick they get last year, right? You take the defensive point guard from France – that doesn't have a lot of pizzazz, Doesn't have a lot of uh, offensive uh, ability on the well. Short that's what term. I'm
1: thinking because you people, oh, you can't take two point guards. And I different. That kid from France is never going to be a scorer, right? He's a more of defensive minded. So you almost have a nice young nucleus with these two kids back there to build off of. Them, in my opinion,
5: I think when you look at Sexton, he's a guy that really uh, was high off the charts at the beginning of the season. Again, uh, I had an opportunity to watch him because Alabama was here in Montreal during a foreign tour last year with Avery Johnson. I mean, this kid gets the rack; he's explosive, uh, and he's got that quick first step. Um, not a great outside shooter, uh, but he's streaky, and I think if you work with that. Again, these are young, 18, 19-year-olds. I mean, I think uh, Tilaquina is a nice, you know, defensive point guard, and I think they want to get tougher in New York. But you're right; uh, it's time to hit a slam slam dunk. It's time to hit a home run here. Uh, I, I'm pro-Sexton. I mean, I mean, Trey Young's a guy that, again, could shoot the three, and we know what he could do with, with his slim, uh, you know, frame. People compare him a lot to Steph Curry. But if you want a guy that can, you know, a little bit more like Dennis Smith Jr., who gets to the rack, could score, could hit the mid-range, uh, who's a leader, I mean, he's a guy that's really uh, a guy that I would definitely – Think of drafting if I'm New York. And, again, you can't look at what you have. you got to take the best player available. And then trades are going to be made, and the Knicks are trying to rebuild. I'm not quite sure what they want to do now with some of their cap space, or they're trying to uh, create some more to get some free agents. But, hey, uh, he's a guy that I like at that pick if it's available.
1: I want to ask you about Robert Williams. Robert Williams and the Clippers have been linked uh, you know, quite a bit. His pick over-under is 13 and a half. Interesting player, seven foot, uh, seven five wingspan. You know, very athletic kid, sort of a Draymond Green type that can do a little bit of everything. And that's sort of, you know, it seems like the new NBA. That's there's a lot of big men in this this one uh, in this draft at the top here. But it seems to me the what NBA coaches, general managers are looking for nowadays is either that spot three point shooter or the Kawhi Leonard, Draymond Green, multifaceted kid, right? And that's what they're hoping that Jackson could turn out, uh, Jaron Jackson could turn out to be. You know, Josh Jackson last year coming out of Kansas to Phoenix. And I sort of get the same feeling here with Williams. You know, he's not great at anything, but he sort of does everything. You know what I mean, Pete?
5: No, I agree. And when I look at Robert Williams, 6'9", 240, obviously played at Texas a and I have him next to two other players that are similar in styles and position. Miles Bridges, who played for Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and Troy Brown, uh, who played at Oregon. I think Williams is more physical. I mean, great size, right, 240, but he's versatile, can shoot the ball a little bit, can rebound. As you mentioned, does a little bit of everything, but when you have that defensive mentality, that prowess, uh, that guy that can get loose ball, the intangibles, that plays hard, and when you talk to coaches, right, at the end of the day, um, you know, having a motor and playing hard is a skill set. Um, the NBA is becoming a specialized sport in terms of uh, winning teams have superstar players surrounded by specialists. Specialists include guys that could defend, rebound, and that can make the three. And I think Robert Williams is the guy uh, that plays with a high motor. Um, I think either we him. We got to get out of here, Pete.
1: Yeah, or Brown will be great picks. Pete Annapolis, RDS Television. Ben Kramer next. All right, here's a little uh, here's a little information for you right now. We're always telling you about mybookie.ag. It's a good time to have a mybookie.ag account uh, right now. Luka Doncic uh, over/under two and a half right now is about minus seven hundred at uh, various sports books, yet uh, as we speak right now, Luka Doncic, they have it quoted third or worse. So third or worse. He's going third. They've got it at minus 190. That is wicked. So you get a a 50% deposit bonus uh, right now. You can sign up at mybookie.ag. If you're betting the NBA draft, they've got a ton of props up right now and some good numbers. This is why we always tell you it's good to uh, have various accounts at different books. So you can shop around for the best price. Check out MyBookie.ag. Check out their prop uh, builder. MyBookie.ag. Get a 50% uh, deposit uh, bonus promo code FNTSY. All right. Let's talk some uh, CFL. We'll get back to the... um the NBA draft. And normally I get upset as uh, Cam's uh, distracted and placing bets and typing. But I'm going to cut him some slack right now because he's trying to get in on this plus 190 deal. Thank you. <laughs> you, took, you also told me to do it. <laughs> My fingers are dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you want more great advice, I, uh, I'll i tell you to listen to Ben Kramer's uh, advice. The uh, best a uh, CFL DFS analyst in the business, uh, DailyRoto.com's Ben Kramer steps up and in to help us break down week two of the Canadian Football League uh, from a DraftKings DFS perspective. Thanks for the time, uh, Ben. How you doing?
6: Yeah, great, guys. Good talking to you again.
1: So let's jump right in here. And you know what I find fascinating? So we warned people. We learned our lesson last week. I didn't realize that they weren't going to have uh, like a three-game tournament after it, a two-game tournament. So, if you want to play the, the four-game tournament, guys, you've got to get in tonight, tonight. Or otherwise, you can play the single-game showdowns in each individual game uh, after the
6: fact. You um, know, the four-game so, slates have already filled.
1: Are they really? So you, can't, you can't even enter right now.
6: No, the four-game contest filled last night. That's how badly DraftKings is sizing contests right now. If you want in on the showdown, they're still only about 30% full. There's going to be overlay to be had there tonight. But the four-game is full, and they're looking for two games tomorrow, I think.
1: I got, wow, you got your team in all right. I got it for the I show. Sl- I, I slid in. Unbelievable. Yes, yeah, I, I already what got I, my – What's going on here? I already got my lineup in. I got Don Jackson, a little staffer. Oh, all thanks right.
2: for nothing.
1: All right, so <laughs> – Let's let's. So that's interesting. Um OK, so let's I want to ask you as far as the showdown, let's start off with the showdown and then we'll get into the the weekly lineup or the if the weekly lineup screwed, we'll just sort of talk about the players in each game to approach the showdown here. Yeah, but let me uh, let me ask you, Ben, it's interesting with the showdown. You brought it up last week in which it's not positional. It's all flex. So there's different ways to approach this. Do you want to take both quarterbacks? And as well, I threw a lineup together last week in which I took uh, both defenses and special teams as well. So I took both quarterbacks, both special teams, and a wide receiver, and I did very good uh, by doing that. You know, you would say, well, you know, because you know this, Ben. The CFL is different. The defense and special teams. You get the uh, the missed kickoff, the missed field goal returns.
6: You yeah, get the punt lots returns. Yeah, score points.
1: Yeah, you get the safeties. When teams concede the safety, boom, that's points for your defense special teams. The single points, defense for special teams. So, you know, this is all new. We're all figuring it out. We're only in a week two here of this showdown uh, format with all flex positions. What do you think of that approach, both quarterbacks, both defenses, et cetera? And what are some of uh, other approaches that you've looked at?
6: Yeah, I think tonight... The quarterbacks, neither of them are showing as good values, but they're still going to be the two of the top scorers on the slate. Like Trevor Harris projects the highest scorer for the position, and the highest scorer on this showdown slate, but his value isn't great because they have him priced like Mike Riley around seventeen thousand. He's some a bunch of Ottawa receivers you'll probably want some Harris because they're not going to be any good unless he's good but it's going to be a matter of figuring what your positive correlations are going to be on the evening if you're looking at defense the Riders defense looked absolutely suffocating last week against Ricky Ray and the Argos and I think they've got a really good chance to put up a good number again tonight against Ottawa when a lot of people are looking at the receivers in Ottawa and thinking these guys are just going to put up points left and right.
2: I was going to ask you about the Red Blacks' defense, there, Ben, because I, maybe I, I was just looking at tonight's game as kind of a grind. Uh, both both defenses showing up and maybe taking it under, and they're forty six hundred dollars. And I do have uh, a lot of Ottawa receivers. I'm taking Ellingson and Sinopoli there. But what do you think about uh, the Red Blacks' D?
6: I wouldn't touch them personally. I think they're probably projected to be our lowest scoring defense, even for the four game slate. Maybe the tie Cats are a little bit lower, but Ottawa's ceiling last year was around four to eight points on DraftKings. They just don't get a lot of sacks and don't create a lot of turnovers. Anytime you're looking at a high-variance slate like this with only one game, you can have kind of a sprinkle of Red Black's defense here or there because you never know when they're going to get a field goal returned for a touchdown or Spencer takes a punt return back for a touchdown. It can happen, but they're not going to be one of our highest probability looks for the evening.
1: Now, there's a lot of talk about Zach Caleros. Now, Zach Caleros, former Cincinnati Bearcat uh, standout quarterback, was absolutely destroying the Canadian Football League a couple of years ago. He got injured, didn't play at all last year. Um, You know, the CFL preseason is so short, but they did struggle. You know, he was sort of underwhelming. Uh, But I thought there were a lot of positive signs from Caleros last week. I thought there was some zip on his football. He's not the same mobile guy that he used to be. He's more of a pocket passer now. Uh, but, I, you know, like I said, he made some very impressive throws in tight coverage, and he looked like a quarterback, and that's just one game. So if you're a Zach Caleros fan, and, you know, he's a good guy, so I'm pulling for him, it looks like uh, he might be back. A uh, One game doesn't make it uh, all the way back, but it looks, uh, like I said, there were some positive signs from Zach Caleros last week.
6: Absolutely. Based on the numbers from last year and what we saw in week one, the riders actually project for the best yards per pass per attempt. In this, on this four game slate, let alone the showdown. So I think they project to about 9.6 yards an attempt, which is the best that you're going to hope for at only 14,000. He certainly comes in and looks like he could do something. The issue is going to be with the uh, play calling. Last week it looks like they protected him quite a bit and only made him pass when it was absolutely necessary and they gave Mess him over 20 carries. Now, if you're hoping that this evening is going to be a little bit better and they'll get a little bit better run pass kind of balance, Claro certainly has as much upside as anybody that you could hope for.
2: I was going to ask you about Trey Mason, too. Uh, uh, he got a little bit of work in there, but it's obviously going to take him a little bit of time to get acclimated to the Canadian game. But I think over time, he's going to get more touches and share it with Messam. He's very, very cheap at uh, 6,700. Ben, is he, is he worth a, a chance maybe on the showdown there at that cheap price? Uh, he might get some more touches week
4: to week.
6: Yeah, I would think that any time you're looking at this kind of a high variance slate in the showdown, Mason's worth at least a little bit of a sprinkle in big contests. He certainly got the upside and speed that he showed in his NFL time, whether it's as a ball carrier or a receiver. And Messam really doesn't have a whole lot of upside, right? Like his legs are slowed down. He's not a great receiver out of the backfield. So even if they give him 20 touches, like we saw last week, he averages about 3.2 yards a carry, and you'd have to be hoping for a couple of red zone touchdowns.
1: All right, so there are some there are some four game tournaments that are still open right now, but the big okay, the big good. money one, yeah. The, oh, thank the, God, yeah, the big <laughs> uh, the big money one. So uh, this one is a five dollar entry. You know, there's smaller ones right now, but nevertheless, yeah. there are the four games. So uh, looking at the quarterbacks this week, we got Mike Riley. We talked about it last week. Mike Riley's like the Aaron Rodgers of the Canadian Football League, and you know it's amazing. Uh, and you wrote about this. And check out uh, Ben's column over at DailyRoto.com. You wrote about this. The guy threw one touchdown pass, and he still had 40 DK points last week.
6: Yeah, it was ridiculous, <laughs> just ridiculous.
1: And he didn't. And he missed a lot of open guys too. Sure he really did. didn't yeah. play great. You know, he like there were a lot of guys were open, and he overthrew them. There were a lot of high passes, but he's got a win. He dug down job. deep with a couple of minutes left in the game. It Was an awkward situation with the two uh, delays, but it really is to the point where. Yeah, you can play contrarian, but it seems to me that you're you're fighting an uphill battle. Why mess with Riley? So would you agree, Ben, if you're playing a four-game tournament, just don't get cute, put Mike Riley in and move on, right?
6: Yeah, like if you're playing a whole slew of lineups, if you're playing 20-plus lineups or some of the MME stuff where you get 50-plus, then sure have a sprinkle of some of these other quarterbacks. There's a couple others that look like they could do something like that. Trevor Harris, he could put up some numbers tonight Chris Strebler comes in so cheap at only 7,800, it lets you build through a couple of big name receivers and backs but really, Riley is the top at the position every week and he was the right play every week last season he was the right play last week like you said, over 40 points and he really didn't look all that great if he comes out, and again against one of the poor pass defenses in the league, he could certainly put up another 30 or 40 tonight or sorry, tomorrow night
2: if you're going to spend that kind of money, obviously you're going to need cheaper players. And I'll give my boy Marente some uh, credit. And you talked about him too. Stafford was great. The guy was four, He's only forty-five hundred yeah. bucks this week. Five catches, sixty-nine yards. He's been a steady CFL. He's productive every single year. Great hands and under. Week. Yeah, and underrated. And you're getting him a, a, at a cheap price. I gotta believe if you're going to put uh, you know Mike Riley in for uh, a tons, tons, and tons of money, you could save with a receiver like Stafford, right, Ben?
6: Yeah, Stafford is a great call, especially because Vidal Hazleton is out again, or out for the first time this season, this week. So their targets are going to condense that much more at Embenton. Really, it's going to be between Walker and Duke Williams and Kenny Stafford that are going to get the vast majority of the looks. I think we have him projected for about 34 pass attempts, and if you break that down, he's going to get quite a bit of work, and at only $4,500, that's filthy cheap.
1: All right, let's talk um – Let's talk about uh, Deron Carter uh, tonight and give people a heads up right now in case somebody, especially uh, somebody that's uh, casually watching on ESPN, playing DraftKings, and they look and they're like, oh, Deron Carter, uh, he's $9,000 or whatever the hell he is. Yeah, he's only playing defense tonight, right, Ben? So
6: Yeah, that's what Coach is saying, at least.
1: Yeah, at least that's what he's saying. And Chris, well, Chris Jones is as honest, straight shooter as they cop
3: <laughs>
6: I live in Regina. That guy is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, he's the, no, Bill, he's the expect- Bill
1: Belichick. He's the Bill Belichick yeah.
3: without,
6: the,
1: without the winning.
6: I wouldn't <laughs> want to be in an yeah. interrogation
2: room with that guy. He makes me nervous. Yeah.
6: yeah, I wouldn't expect Carter to get any snaps on offense. And even if he got some red zone work or something like that, he's coming in at $7,000. He's not going to be worth playing. That being said, you can be pretty much guaranteed he'll still be 5 to 10% owned in most of the contests as people love to be game log watchers on these CFL contests.
1: Yeah, like somebody's taking Johnny Manziel out. Just there yeah, I safety. know. It's like, yeah, he, he's not playing, but I like
2: Johnny yeah. Manziel. Oh, I guarantee coach. you, there are yeah.
6: people taking him. Yeah, I gotta ask so you guys. Yeah, Ken, Deron is Carter's a total miss.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what about Donny, Dominique Grimes? Is uh, I see questionable right here? Is he going to play for the Red Blacks tonight? What's his status?
6: He was up on the depth chart for him, starting out at the. Uh, boundary side slot back so i expect that he's going to be playing you'll have to keep your ears open about half an hour before game time when they announce their game day inactives but if he plays i expect them to see a significant role in the offense and he might even see a fair bit of Darone carter across from him on that boundary side
1: Thirty five hundred bucks and uh for for the record as well neyman roosevelt former buffalo bull and uh former buffalo bill Will be the go-to target tonight. 12 DK points uh, last week uh, for Roosevelt. Um, looks like he has a little bit of chemistry. We'll find out. The chemistry is going to get uh, building. But uh, if you're playing a single-game showdown tonight, it seems like Roosevelt almost has to be in the lineup, doesn't he?
6: yeah like he'll be a really solid receiver and really there's not too much else to choose from on the saskatchewan receiving core right now they cut chad owens and bakari grant in the preseason and now they've moved Duron carter over the defensive side of the ball you have a whole lot of rookies and Naaman roosevelt who's kind of a perennial cfl all-star when he's healthy so certainly roosevelt's a good call and he's actually our top projected receiver on the slate
2: i gotta ask you about the ottawa guys uh you could save two thousand three hundred with Sinopoly but Ellingson usually is the guy. Would you would you go with Sinopoly or just pay up to get Ellingson if you're looking at um, some ownership of Ottawa receivers tonight, Ben?
6: Yeah, I don't think there's going to be too many people on Sinopoli. He doesn't have the big play upside that a lot of the other bigger names that they have, whether it's Spencer or Ellingson in Ottawa. So he'll certainly be a lower-owned option as far as low-owned goes for a showdown slate. He's a little bit better in cash games probably where he consistently gets about seven targets a game over the middle, but he just doesn't as often take them deep for touchdowns.
1: You know who had the... um, uh, So uh, last week, uh, Drew Willey, 152 uh, fantasy uh, points. Ricky Ray, surprisingly enough, had the least uh, the least last week. I Nine point one. Yeah, don't, this week it will yeah. change. Rain. Rain expected though Saturday night. Eighty oh, percent oh. chance. Yet it's supposed to slow down by game time. It's going to be like sort of hot, muggy showers during the day, and then slow down at uh, nighttime. You know the Argonaut offense didn't play much in the preseason. Uh, ben, the starters really didn't play at all. Ricky Ray played in the first preseason game like a series, and a lot of the guys weren't even in uniform. So I sort of expected them to be a little, a little rusty and out of sync, out of the gate last week. They got a little better, but similar to Mike Riley, Ricky Ray was off last week. I really expect the Argos to be a lot crisper. Now they have a game under their belt. Uh, what's your take on this Argo offense? We saw Calgary's young secondary get burnt repeatedly deep last week by Hamilton.
6: Yeah, we'll have to see where it plays out. I'd say I'm interested to see how Toronto can pull it together. They certainly look... Pretty out of sync and pretty overwhelmed by Saskatchewan last week, and it's not going to help them this week. The Calgary's still one of the better defenses in the league. They got beat a little bit last week, but Mizzoli's actually a pretty good quarterback. So I think Toronto's got a lot of talent. It will be the matter of whether they can match up against these Calgary defensive backs and make something happen. I think the big one is going to be whether Wilder becomes a factor as a receiver. If they get him a bunch of targets, he'll get a whole lot of yardage and maybe a couple of scores this week.
2: And speaking of Calgary, we saw the running back uh, the, by committee. I got to tell you, I'm going with Don Jackson, uh, Ben. He got he got more touches, 12 runs, 87 yep. yards, and he had that late touchdown to put the nail in the coffin too. And he's cheaper. Don Jackson, that guy runs hard, man. He's cheap. He's going to be a real sleeper this year for the Stampeders.
6: Yeah, he was a real nice place, even in college fantasy football DFS. Rest in peace. That he was a great player for Nevada back in the day, and it was nice to see him actually on a CFL roster this year. He's got a lot of talent, he's got some speed, and he can do a little bit of receiving work. Both those Calgary running backs, whether it's Terry Williams or Don Jackson, are going to be interesting on a weekly basis, but if they're going to run the hot hand kind of scenario in Calgary like coaches talked about they're each going to be a little bit riskier play each week because you don't know exactly what the carries are going to break down as Williams has a little bit of nice addition because he gets a lot of return work that gives him a nice base to build from but Jackson being the starting running back probably will get a couple of more touches in this from scrimmage plays so both of them are options but they're both a little bit riskier both given that they're both priced around 6,000 if they were a little bit lower in the 4,500 to 5,000 dollar range then they'd be right in there for value plays.
1: All right, if you guys want to subscribe uh, to the um, the Inside Analysis, a uh, subscription for 20 weeks of the regular season, only $75. Where
6: can people find you, Ben? Dailyrodo.com slash CFL. You can see all our articles there and subscription links for our projections.
3: 844-
1: Decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Morenci. Countdown to the NBA Draft is on right now. MyBookie.ag's got all kinds of props up right now. Di- uh, Di- Vicenzo, uh will he get uh, drafted 19th over under a 19. In the, in the draft. Jaron Jackson, fourth or worse. They've got some great numbers up here right now over at mybookie.ag if you want to get in on these props. There's some value with a couple of the uh, couple of the players. A couple of the numbers are a little higher here, but most of them, like I said, Luka Doncic right now, like Luka Doncic, second or better, and the way it's worded here, so third or worse. Means third, fourth, or fifth, and Luca Doncic is going to be third overall. Cam, so you should get that in at minus one ninety. MyBookie.ag. Uh, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. gets some good value right now. I thought potentially he could go fourth, and um, it looks like that's exactly uh, where he's going to end up uh, going.
2: Yeah, well, that, that Doncic uh, play. You're talking about various various sports books. A difference of like. Five. What, we're talking five dollars, Gabe. That's nuts. Like a buck ninety in comparison to seven hundred. That's absolutely insane. If you think he's going to go three or four, you win at three. You win at four.
1: And I'm starting to buy in right now. So as we mentioned, and this is pretty crazy because I predicted the top six of the draft earlier in the day on another radio station. I was doing a guest hit, and uh, Wojo has just uh, tweeted out the same six. I think he stole my work. <laughs> um, he tweeted out the same six, and now the Internet's blown up right now because he's the most respected NBA guy out there. And he tweeted out, this is how the NBA draft should shape up tonight. He said, I'm here and the NBA draft will shape up like this. And as I stated, there's not a lot of drama to this. We all sort of expected. DeAndre eight, number one. Marvin Bagley, number two. two. Luka Doncic, uh, number three. Jaron Jackson, four. Mo Bamba, five. Trey Young six, and this is a bet that I was going to stay away from because I was kind of confused about uh, Trey Young. I'm not a massive Trey Young guy. I'm not his biggest fan, to be honest with you. A lot but of people are though. Yeah, I'm, well, exactly. You know, when you were talking
2: to Big Man, yeah, he, uh, he was talking about a lot. Of, I hear a lot of Steph Curry talk being thrown around. Like, yeah. Let's put the brakes on here. Eh, eh, eh. No, no, no. I, it's just uh, there's there's a, there's a long way to go before you even think about making comparisons like that.
1: I get why the comparisons are there. They're both skinny. (laughs) They're both light skinned. (laughs)
2: That's great.
1: Yeah, I'll say things that no one does. Skinny light skinned. Keep just saying it like it is just the facts. It's like like the modern the modern NBA player. The light skinned brother. It's a very politically correct segment, yeah. but... Uh, no. Yeah, Alonzo Ball's light-skinned. No, you go down the list. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, yeah. like, yeah. you know, basically all the... light-skinned. All the uh, the new players, they all look the same. Jason Tatum.
2: <laughs> it's true. It's a really good observation. You're right. They're like doppelgangers of each other. They yeah. all
1: have similar features and characteristics. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. A, it's like a new, uh, new thing. Morphing into each other. So, but the thing is... So whatever, yeah, he's a point guard who shoots a great three ball, Trey Young. He's a great three-point shooter. I don't know, he was in the first, like, 16 games of the season, and it seemed as soon as ESPN and everybody started to pay attention to him that, um, you know, Oklahoma fell apart. They were lucky to make the tournament in that play-in game. The deal, Steph Curry led Davidson into the tournament. Yes, he did. He he took that team on his back. Yeah, and Steph Curry, like, fought through stuff. Trey Young sort of just quit. It was sort of like, well, I'm leaving anyways, going to the NBA, and, you know. I watch a lot of Oklahoma games, and I swear, man, I watched this kid miss, like, 17 shots in a row once, and it's going to happen. But, you it was a course of over a few games. Like, I don't know, he was, like, two for 28 or whatever. It was sort of in a mini slump. You didn't like the body language? Yeah, it wasn't the fact he was missing the shots. It was the fact winning. that he just kept on taking the same stupid shot. Like, he wouldn't... He would never take it to the rack. He would never mix it up. It was basically, I'll just sort of casually bomb another one and bomb another one. And another thing is, he's not—he's very brittle. He's very skinny. You know, he's not a big dude. He's not an NBA size. It could be injury prone. Well, I'm saying like, good luck getting your three point shot off when LeBron James is standing in front of you swatting. He's a linebacker. When Kevin Durant is seven feet and trying to block your shot. It's there's it's a different. You know how many guys, Cam, can hit a damn three without anyone defending them? A lot. Everybody. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of guys. I can go to the park up the street from here. I'll find a kid that can drain threes all day. All right, kid, now drain threes all day with uh, with Ananobi standing in front of you. Uh, different story. Yeah, right, now Uh-oh. Draymond Green's going to defend you. uh three. Now you hit it with a guy who's going to be jumping, and he's got a 7'5-foot uh, wingspan, and now he's jumping in the air, and he's 6'9". <laughs> right? So... You know, it's like a whole new arc. It's basically—I don't know if Trey Young can get a shot off. That's the thing. Like, yeah, sure, if he's standing in a corner wide open, he can hit a three. But in the NBA, you got to make your own shot. You're not standing in a corner wide open unless they want you to be. Right? Like Steph Curry's never wide open. Like Curry, it's a bitch, man. You see him? He's got to like a—he's got to go left. He's got to go right. He's got to like get through two guys, sort of, and then he's got a split window. Boom. Sort of like a running back camp. You know what I mean with the hole. Some guys, the elite guys, they see the hole and Like Barry Sanders used to get that vision. You yeah. can even go backwards to find the hole to go forward. There's forwards. certain guys that just sort of, you know, they, they read the defense, they yep. get it, and they can handle it. They can yeah. handle the double team, right, or like a wide receiver that's used to the double team. You know, boom, yeah, I got a guy that's going to bump me, and then there's another guy that comes in. When other people don't you have to deal with this stuff, you know, I don't know if Trey Young's going to be able to fight through that. But he is a hell of a shooter. But put it this way, Cam: I think that Buddy Hield is way better than Trey Young is. Well, and, and Buddy well, Hield,
2: you like what you see from Buddy Hield because he started off colder, and and then as as the season progressed, he's learning. Buddy, he's well, young. Buddy Heald, he, he, though, he's going go back to
1: Oklahoma. It. He was he was like relentless. He's a bulldog. He would take it to the rack. He would take yep. threes. He would do whatever it took. He hit big shots in the NCAA tournament for them. Remember, he got on the table after in Denver after a big win. Like, he had passion. You know, Trey Young sort of was just there to get to the NBA. And I don't know. He's, he's a modern NBA guy. I get it. But my point is, I think Buddy Heald. And look, Buddy Heald is an awesome three-point shooter. People said the same thing about Buddy Heald. Oh, he's like Steph Curry. He can shoot a three like Steph Curry. Remember, Buddy Heald was hitting shots from half court and stuff in games. All right? Buddy Heald's a hell of a three-point shooter. Buddy Heald's been in the NBA now two years, starting to get there. You know, he's not not a star, but he's not a bust. No, he, he, he and he, he shows show he's play. showing nights where it's like, hey, look, he's yep. scoring sixteen a night now. Oh, it's up to eighteen, and you know, and he's still a kid, right? When he gets a little older and gets, you know, so Buddy Heald to me, Tra- and Buddy Heald is was physically stronger, yeah, he, he, and I think mentally tougher than Trey Young, coming from the same school too. So same system, same school. And fact is, Buddy Heald is just okay in the NBA. He's not great. He's got a little bit better. You, I think what you brought up that's important, Buddy Heald has a
2: different kind of frame.
1: When you, when you, really, when you, when you look at them. He's sort of got like a Dwayne Wade, so yeah, he's, he's got a little pudge yeah, on that's him. That's what right? I'm saying. Yeah. He's
2: got that kind of thickness. And, and and that's it, it's something that actually is a lot. Like underrated. Can, yeah, the thing like, is, Buddy and, and important, but he,
1: he can bump a bit. Yes, and when he gets bumped, less fragile than than Young. Like the NBA is a contact league for sure. It and is. if you're Trey Young yeah. and you're, I know he can put weight on and stuff, but yeah. you know, look at Lonzo Ball. He's a twig. Dude, Lonzo, and how many games did he play this year? 52 Not games. Not many. 52. Yeah,
2: exactly. Right? He, he
1: couldn't play. It's a, it's
2: a grown man's league. Yeah. If you're
1: a young, skinny guy, you're going to get beat up in like this I league. Like, I talked about that. Like, when we were talking about Aaron Fox, is he, a, is he a hit? Is he a bust? It's like, well, he was a rookie. He scored 11 points a game. He put four assists a game, and he played in 77 games. I like that kid. So, for a rookie... Yeah, he's 20 years old, but he showed up to work 77 out of 82 times. Lonzo Ball's a rookie with a lot of blah, 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 blah. He showed up 52 out of 82 times. You know what I
2: mean? It's actually ironic, too. When those two met, Lonzo Ball got schooled by Fox in college. And you looked at Fox. Fox has the better attitude and the upside to be to take it to the next level, to be a star. I, Lonzo Ball, he'll be all...
1: like, I don't think he's going to be a big bust, but I don't think he's going to be great. Supposedly, Sacramento doesn't love uh, Fox. Really? There's a rumor... So why wouldn't
2: they go... Then what about Doncic, then?
1: There's a crazy-ass rumor going around out here that uh, Kyrie Irving would get traded from the Boston Celtics to the Sacramento, Sacramento Kings. That's not happening. For De'Aaron Fox... And a and a draft pick. I don't know. I don't think so. Well, I'll tell you what, man. It's not like Danny Ainge is uh, sitting there right now, uh, like Newman on Seinfeld in the dark, eating uh, macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Danny Ainge's uh, cell phone is... <laughs> blowing up. Yeah, he's working right <laughs> now, right?
2: It's not Florio calling. He's got a lot of teams calling right well, now. What's crazy is
1: Irving, I guess, uh, Irving <laughs> never signed a long-term deal with Boston. And if... Honestly, he didn't play for Boston, and yeah. look where they got. You right, bring, you bring up good points. So if they're seeing, you know what? All right, we got we can get this pick, or we can do this. Danny Ainge is always thinking bigger. Ken. I'm going to. He th- never. Yeah. No, you're right. I would like not. If anybody thinks that, oh, he'd never trade Hayward, or he'd never trade. Are he you do something me? to make his team. Yeah, you he's going to raise somebody. Like if he thinks that, oh, I can get Kawhi Leonard right now, then that's another thing. What the hell is happening with Kawhi Leonard? Supposedly Boston are bending over backwards. They want to get Kawhi Leonard and they're willing to give up Irving or Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum. Not so much. Yeah. But if you're San Antonio, maybe Jason Tatum is the one you want, but Jalen Brown's freaking good.
2: I know he is. Yeah, no, he's real good. If you're that young boy that's too wicked. much for
1: Kawhi Leonard, though. You can't give. It's one of them. You can't get both. The deal I would do if I was Boston, I would say, listen, we'll give you Jalen Brown, who's freaking good, and is a young Kawhi Leonard, and we'll give you Terry Rozier, who's a hell of an up and coming point guard. You guys need a younger point guard that knows what he's doing. Take it or leave it. And I don't know if San Antonio is going to counter, and they're going to say, give us Jalen Brown and Kyrie Irving. You can't, I wouldn't trade personally. There's no way in hell I would trade Kyrie Irving and Jalen Brown for Kawhi Leonard. And I'm a big Kawhi Leonard fan.
2: I'll tell you one thing, Danny Ainge doesn't lose deals. And this guy doesn't go into situations where he's going to get backed up into a wall. He's the guy always with the advantage. He's the guy that's going to make the deal. Don't, you don't want to play poker with this guy. Well, that's I told why you, you about gotta, the balaclava game. Like, this guy, just he just fleeces people. That's why you got to be careful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if he calls you. Yeah, it's like, yeah, don't, don't, don't yeah, agree yeah. to something too quick. Yeah, yeah, if he calls you. Yeah, yeah, be be he, careful. Take a deep breath. You got, you know. I don't know, man. There's all kinds of NBA uh, rumors uh, going on out here right now, and that's, that's just what they are. We've talked about it. Really, Wojo's really the only guy that you can really trust with this stuff.
2: Yeah, a lot of guys that you, and you talked about before, like they just throw stuff out there. Like, there's not a real, hey man, this is what I think it's gonna happen. There are no reports. It's just an opinion. They go, oh yeah, reports indicate. No, no, they don't. A lot of the time, it's fake news, as you say, brother. It's fake news. <laughs> I got great news for you though on the golf course. Um, I, I've never seen a leaderboard. Like, what, what is that? Am, am I back in the hot tub? Guess who's leading this golf tournament? Jordan Spieth, your guy. Guess who's tied for the lead? Rory McElroy showed up this week. Hey, Rory, thanks. Every time I need this guy. He's minus seven, Spice minus seven. Re- leading right now. I got Harmon. He's in uh, T4, minus six, but a lot of great names on top of the leaderboard. This uh, leaderboard looks more like a major than uh, the Travelers' Championship.
1: All right, so the San Antonio uh, Spurs, they're taking a lot of calls right now, obviously. There are reports that the Cleveland Cavaliers have offered the eighth pick. In the draft, and Kevin Love for Kawhi Leonard. That's uh, click. It's not going to cut No, oh, that's not enough. It's not going to cut it for San Antonio. Click. That's the problem. I get Cleveland. Your heart's in the right place. You're trying to do things, yeah, but, but your roster sucks. Exactly. You got to so, do So oh, it's real tough. Like the George Hill stuff, laughable. Like Kevin Love is essentially the only freaking guy. <laughs> right? Like Kevin Love is the only guy that you could actually say, all right, you know what? Kevin Love can help our basketball team for real, yet not for Kawhi Leonard. No. And, not you know, the eight pick just really isn't enough. Not enough. But it's going to be interesting to see what they end up with the uh, the most.
2: There's going to be a lot of you – we. know what funny thing? There's going to be a lot of wheeling and dealing tonight. Like, there's going to be trades galore. Don't you think? In the, In this draft? Would you not believe, like, looking into this, like, there's going to be – movement all over the place like it's going to be a very very exciting night I think a lot of teams are going to come one to general
1: manager who has uh, spoken with the San Antonio Spurs says uh, they're not panicking he said it's not like they're in a rush or anything like that they're dealing uh, with a lot of offers and there's a lot of uncertainty they're not going to let the price get driven down that's the thing. You're, Stay you're, firm. You're not dealing with the Brooklyn Nets here with no, the Spurs. exactly. It's like, yeah, it might have developed into a shit show with Kawhi Leonard here, but not get we're not men. screwing no. this up exactly. on the way out. That's why and uh, there, there is a definitive report coming out of L.A. that the Spurs told them it's not happening. We're not, we're not even going to listen to anything you have to say to us. We're not trading Kawhi Leonard to the L.A. Lakers. Well, they could trade him to the Clippers. They don't, want to, they, don't want to, uh, they don't want to keep them in the West, but the Clippers don't have anything either. The, yes, exactly. DeAndre Jordan, what, Austin Rivers, they, they don't have enough to in the, dangle. can't win in the West? You know who does have stuff to dangle? The Toronto Raptors. They have a for, lot. For Kawhi Leonard. No, oh, they have a lot of young pieces. You open but up. Look at numbers. all the young big men they you got, got to open up the roster, and you got to tell the Spurs, all right. Tell us, give us two names combined here. What are you looking at? Would you trade DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard? Yes. Yes, I would. I, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, You wouldn't? I, I think I would. He's always hurt. DeMar DeRozan actually scores. You lose the points. Uh, Kawhi doesn't replace the points. I, listen, if I, was, if I was the Raptors, I would offer the Spurs, Kyle Lowry, who can help them. Couple of years, you only have to deal with two years on his contract. Kyle Lowry, who can help you now. I hate to do it, but uh, OG, yep, you're gonna have to give up something. Like yep. you know what I mean. Ananobi's like gonna be a star, like and yep. basketball people know this, so he'd have to be a part of the piece. And uh, sorry, Jonas, bye bye, JV. Bye JV.
2: <laughs> no more new Because listen, they're not
1: they're not gonna yeah. take Norman Powell and Serge Ibaka. No, they're not. So they're going to say, okay, listen, you want Kawhi Leonard. What about DeMar DeRozan? Urgh. What about Poto? What about Poto? Poto's good, but he's not star good where JV's enticing. OG JV and a draft pick. Oh, Siakam. Yeah, those are just add-ons, yeah. man. It's not, it's not blue chip. If you're, you need blue chip back. You need blue chip, you know, for, for Kawhi Leonard. Ananobi's a blue chip. He's not quite the Jalen Brown blue chip. But he's a good chip. i am got to be surprised, things, though. Things are happening. I'm surprised of the, uh, the quietness, actually, of the NBA right now. Oh, it's not. Uh, no, this is the calm before the storm, buddy. You like, watch I'm what just, happens I'm tonight. I'm surprised there hasn't been more deals and trades to sort of set up the free agency that's uh, around the corner as well game time decision continues
4: have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand or better yet in the pocket of your khakis well check it out now you can it's the fantasy sports radio network app download it now to your phone we promise no weird viruses no strange tracking things just 24 hours a day seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head it's the fantasy sports radio network app Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. get it on your phone take it with you everywhere you go.
1: All right we've all known for a couple of years that Paul George has made no secret about wanting to uh, about wanting to play in Los Angeles. It doesn't even matter what the Lakers or the Clippers. He's from there he wants to play there there's been no secret. Everybody just assumed he was going to hook up with LeBron James in L.A. There's um, there's reports out of Oklahoma City right now that Paul George has backed out. Staying put. That Ooh. he's not in a rush. Nice. To, it's not like, oh, yeah, I'm going to the Lakers. This is done. That Paul George is basically telling people, no, you know what? I'm staying. He's got one more year left only, and don't forget the collective bargaining agreement. The salary cap goes yep. way up, right? Hey, money. So he's just yeah. thinking, but you know what? This leads me to believe. LeBron's not going to the Lakers. I guarantee you. Now, Listen, Paul, I'm not saying I guarantee you he's not going to the Lakers, but Paul George and LeBron James are good friends. Yep. This was yep. the whole the thing. The plan? Let's get together now. That and was the thing. Yeah. If, if LeBron goes, he's not going there just to play with Kyle freaking Kuzma and Lonzo Ball. No, he's not. Right? He needs somebody else. And Paul George nearly got traded to the Cavaliers before, but the deal got blown up because people told Paul George that LeBron was going to leave Cleveland. See, this is the thing LeBron is a great player and stuff, but he really holds everything hostage all the time, and it, it screws up other teams because the, the, the Pacers didn't want to trade uh, George to the Cavaliers, anyways. So Paul George and LeBron have been, you know, they've been wanting to play together for a long time. So you sort of assume that that was going to be the case. But you got to read between the lines with this stuff. If Paul George is telling Oklahoma City, I don't know, don't believe all this rumor crap, I'm not really going anywhere, they're saying he actually likes it there. i got to tell you, Gabe. That he actually likes it there, and he likes Westbrook, yep, and he can get he, li- he likes the situation. And it's only one more year, right? So he could think whatever. I'll just go through this for one more year, and then next year I'll be a complete free agent and the lakers will have their stuff together even more by next year right like he's yeah. he's he he's can just buy time yeah exactly he's no there's no panic either way he's making 27 million dollars listen
2: listen to what we're talking about do you know any other league where the stars like does Alex Ovechkin go? Hey man, I'm gonna come play in Pittsburgh with Sidney Crosby or hey, uh, hey Stamkos, no, Do you know. want to come? Like the NBA is like a damn—it's a soap opera. Players are just I'm going here, I'm going here. It's ridiculous. Like and compared to other sports, like it's its own like en- entity, man. It's it's nuts. Like I can't believe the way the oh yeah the, the, the way the players
1: are just running the show. It's All nuts. Right. So now now shit's getting crazy for real. Um, Zach Klein reports: Don't be surprised if the Hawks, after they trade uh, trade after they draft Luka Doncic, that they trade him. Supposedly they're they're in talks right now that they would take Luka Doncic at three, flip him to the Dallas Mavericks at five, and then the Atlanta Hawks would uh, take Trey Young, and Kent Bazemore would also get sent to the Dallas Mavericks. Ooh. deals so as you stated you think uh, that you think everyone's going to hit the fan in the next hour or two yes they're doing a good job the nba gms of not tipping their hands no
2: they're they're, they're actually really good cuz usually things get leaked in today's world right
1: now it's it's pretty calm the only stuff that's calm leaked the is the stuff they want to get leaked yeah, yep great point Right? like this Important this trade, stuff is not yeah that's, so like this trade right now so this doncic yeah. stuff it's probably the atlanta hawks the, they're taking Donchick. They're feeling the market yep. out already. They let this news pop out. Suddenly, yep. Danny Ainge, hey, yo, 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 what's up, Mike? <laughs> I, I just saw on ESPN, what's this about? well you guys trading? What, who, what, you know what I mean? What, what what do you want from me? You know, like, <laughs> that's the way they do it. It's a signal. They can't call every GM. There's no, like, sort of, like, anonymous, all right, you know, contact me. So these guys, they play games in the media to send messages yes. out, right? Basically, yeah, yeah. We're there's talk that we're gonna draft them and then we're gonna trade them. They're dangling this right now for other teams to say, "Hey, what you guys? You guys have a better deal than what they're about to throw us with the with the fifth pick." Interesting, because Atlanta. I don't know. It's funny. It's, I like Doncic. Listen, yeah. it seems like Atlanta wants Trey Young, Cam, but it, it's funny. It doesn't seem like they can justify taking them third overall. It's interesting because they want Trey Young. We've heard yeah. this. Atlanta thinks Trey Young is a superstar. Atlanta is a very urban town, dude. You bring yeah. in his Luca Doncic. Yeah, guy, no, he's not gonna be speak to... English no, much. I, I understand you
2: know what I mean. But you know what? Like to your point about the Knicks with Porzingis and actually going after Europeans, Doncic is nineteen years old who played with men in the league and he's br- the most NBA ready right now. I think teams are gonna regret like Sacramento great... going with Bagley. Doncic is ready to rock. Hey man,
1: you can make that mistake. Yeah, Sacramento just drafted De'Aaron Fox last year. They just drafted a yeah. point guard.
2: Who's to say you can't package somebody know, or do whatever? Know, like, can... No, I'm just saying Doncic, I think, is going to be. I agree. Teams are going to re- regret it, man. Like, if he slips to three or four, like, okay, more power to you. This guy's ready to rock right now. He plays with men in a, in a very solid league. He's going to get better. He saw, I don't know, man. Just because he's that's the thing about name value, NCAA player versus Euro. You're right, though. In Atlanta, Doncic, that doesn't sell jerseys. Like the old Dominique Wilkins days, you, 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 yeah, you got to get somebody. Some people know it's true, especially for a franchise like that.
1: What else is uh, going on here right now? The Lakers have acquired the 39th pick in the draft from right? the from the Sixers. Yeah, yeah that's not that's, that's yeah.
2: boring. <laughs> yeah, that's just a little thing. That's little, a minnow. Just, just
1: little, uh, that's a little.
2: They're giving you little little sprinkles, Gabe. Wait for the wait for the big one to come out. Right now, it's just little minnows on the hook. Things are going to get interesting. Dominoes will fall.
1: All it, right. The the biggest rumors going on right here Memphis Grizzlies dangling the four pick, willing to listen to offers for the fourth pick overall. But you must take Chandler Parsons. <laughs> no joke. I, yes, yes. <laughs> you talked about just getting rid of contracts. He's you. the perfect guy. I told oh, you. No. no, they're like, no. yeah, we have the fourth pick. We'll listen to your offer. <laughs> But yes. you must take Chandler Parsons the, the, as part of the, the deal. The Grizzlies execs. You are sick. eat his contract.
2: The Grizzlies execs are sick of like like Gil from The Simpsons. Oh God, we gotta
1: get rid of Parsons. Like you know, like they look at the books and say, God help us. What the hell are we gonna do with this turkey? He's got two years <laughs> left. You know how much money this guy makes? Two years. How much? Forty nine point <laughs> two billion. You got no. That's you got no way. Okay, the Memphis Grizzlies haven't sold fifty million dollars in tickets in their history. You've been to Memphis? I have. I almost got. So up there. There. It's like forty-two dollars to sit courtside. Oh, it's cheap. It's cheap. The Memphis Tigers are more popular than they are. Like they, Definitely. they're on the hook for fifty million dollars. Hate to say it, shouldn't have left Vancouver. There's not a lot of teams. Like, yeah. yeah. What else? What do you? I'd be like, yeah. What else do you have besides the four pick? If you want me to eat. So basically, what they're doing is they're saying, "Buy the fourth pick from, from us, us for fifty yeah. million dollars." Yes, exactly. They're, that's what they're doing. They're shopping and they, take our. And take, they're willing to take our money. They're willing to like essentially not get anything good out of this draft to get rid of the fifty million dollars they owe Chandler Parsons. Sorry, sorry. You're you have got to understand. Even in a TV money world, it's a lot of money for the Memphis Grizzlies to pay a guy like Parsons. Like they don't make any money. Can you can, can you rewind the tape? He makes forty nine
2: million dollars in two years. Yeah, he's got two. Chandler Parsons. He's, does? Got, he's
1: got two years remaining. Yeah. Oh my God. Two that, years. That is one of the worst. He's got Deals two years ever. left on a deal. <laughs> so bad. And he's owed forty nine point two billion. Oh my. God. And unlike the NFL, you can't just tell him to F off. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's it's guaranteed. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're, you're he's getting the money whether he plays or not. No matter what happens or not. Masai, he's, he's rubbing. Them. Dude, Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment and Masai Ujiri have to do this. Yeah. They have to do this. They have the money. Chandler Parsons is stealing. You guys got fifty million dollars. Oh, definitely fifty million. Like damn, I know it sucks. Damn, you know how much? Hey, we're paying. T- Remember the night we went uh, down there? but the problem is we got a Baca. Yes, Chewbacca. The thing is, he, ah. Masai's got to figure. He's got to take someone else. Like I said, I brought this up, man. I damn knew. I told everyone. The Nets are the team that'll buy this stuff. And what happened? Jordan beat everyone in the punch and pawned off Dwight Howard on them. See it, Dwight. That should have been Ibaka. It should have been. Frustrating.
2: Diminishing skill set. Hey, Ibaka was a great player. They got to get rid of that contract.
1: All right, this is actually interesting because uh, we always kill the Brooklyn Nets for never having any draft picks. They actually have a bunch of picks, Kev. But this is what's funny. (laughs) they've been like the, one of the worst teams in the league for like five years in a row but they keep getting fleeced in trades and they always have bad contracts that they're trying to get rid of they're just, it's, it's a circus I didn't realize this though that the Nets own the 29th pick the 40th pick and the 45th pick if I was the NFL, you'd be rocking. <laughs> yeah, in the NBA, in it's the like NBA, forty or forty-five. I would like, like to like, take uh, at
2: forty-five, Gabriel Morenzi yeah. from the from the three-on-three competition. No, well, you get no, lucky, but get, yeah, no, at yeah. forty-five, you're not. You might get lucky at twenty-nine. At right? forty and forty-five is a different story. Come on, those are guys. Like, when Freddie Van Fleet didn't get drafted, like, you have to find a diamond in the rough that league. It's an undrafted player who the played Nets, pretty good in college.
1: The Nets are willing to give up the 29, 40, and 45 <laughs> yeah, to, get, to get into the teams. No, like, they're not no, naive. No, no team's doing that, though. Nah, you, it's not
2: di- enough. The difference between 29, 40, and 45, you said it. If you I, had if, if you had had 17, NFL?
1: 29, and 40, it'd be a yes, little different. Yes, Two first-rounders. yes. Now twenty nine, forty, and forty five uh, to get into the teens. Like, uh, what are the odds of a guy from
2: twenty nine, forty, and forty five making it? Very, very slim. They want to get Lonnie
1: Walker, kid out of Miami, who's projected in the mid teens type thing. Cleveland yeah. Cavaliers very interested in Michael Porter. And I hope so because I just uh, put a couple of hundred bucks that Michael Porter goes uh, over, over six, 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 and six and a half. half? Yeah, yeah that means Cleveland's at eight, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey man, your kid, Chicago's at seven. Wouldn't surprise me if they took him. I think that's a risky pick.
2: This is a guy that's uh, beat down already before the career even starts. That's a great way to get fired if the guy doesn't play a
1: game. You might. What did you just say when we were talking? He might not play this year. You want this is this is hilarious too. You want to talk about a pile of crap. And a big man on campus, being a uh, Sixer fan, he tried to pawn this off on me for Demar Derozan the other day.
2: <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> Supposedly, this is real. They like the the Sixers. <laughs> like, there's actually Demar Derozan. The Philadelphia rumors in Philadelphia right now. Really? And what are they offering back? Robert Covington and Dario Sarich. I know what I do. know what I do? F off. Click. It's like, are you. Are you.
2: How many times did uh, Big Man said he wanted to take like, Robert Covington out to the woodshed?
1: But, like, yeah, you, know he, I, you know what he <laughs> makes? He makes $15 million a year. It's like, no, no. no. Why would. No, what are you? Nuts. Yeah, so they're, they're basically now this Philadelphia 76ers continue to make calls about moving into the top five. They've offered a package of draft picks. Um. <laughs> And reportedly, Dario Sarge and Robert Covington. No thanks. That's
2: all. That's all. Yeah. Well, what, what, you think we're stupid? No, that's not happening. It's I
1: amazing. wish, Cam. I wish I'd actually love pay be, money. What to be a GM for a day? No, I just love <laughs> to hear all the calls and or see the emails. Like, to, I'd like to yeah. see the reaction, sort of, of like, like a general yeah, manager. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's sort of like a fantasy oh, draft, right? Yeah, exactly. Or trade? I like to see a guy going, what? The Sixers are offering me Covington and Saric for DeMar DeRozan. Like, same thing. I'd be like, I'd type back, like, an email. Yeah. Are you effing kidding me? It, like, don't it, ever contact nope. me ever again. In caps. Yeah. I'd caps. be like, <laughs> you guys are clowns. I'd say, don't ever call me ever yeah. again. Oh no, yeah. All you have to say <laughs> yeah. is,
2: ass clowns. Yeah,
1: ass clown. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Cavaliers <laughs> call in San Antonio. How does the eighth pick and George Hill sound for Kawhi Leonard? It's like, not very good, all right? You could do better. That's ass clown trades.
2: No, that's brutal. That, it, that's a very interesting thing, though, you bring up about those mid picks. So, like 29, 40, 45. I don't think you can find anything there. So, it's not. Wojo is
1: Carolina reporting hits. the New York Knicks are comfortable at nine and will not be, uh, are not actively trying to do anything. Really? Here's a shocker. The Washington Wizards are trying to trade Gortat. <laughs> really? Gargamel? Yeah. he's. How's his contract? <laughs> There's also, uh, yeah, they're trying to get rid of Gortat without including the 15th pick. So people are like, yeah, we'll take Gortat, but give us the 15th yeah, pick, exactly. too. <laughs> That's the way the NBA works. Right. It's like, you know, yeah, we'll take your players, your crap, but. But you got to give us. Yeah, what's in it for us? And so, yeah, we'll take Gortat, but we want the fifteen pick. Yeah, we don't want cubic zirconia. We want some kind of profitable rock. If there's one team that actually should do something bold. It's the Wizards. Yeah, their, their they need, dog, they're too. stuck in quicksand they, right they now. They freaking hate each other. I know. That like team's Beal in. and Wall, they don't get along. It's, it's dysfunctional. You almost have to blow it up. Make your decision. Which one are you keeping between Wall and Beal? And you'll get more for Wall on the market. Yep. You will. I would trade Beal, personally. You could get stuff for Beal, too. Beal's not as good as DeMar DeRozan. He's like a uh, poor man's DeMar. You know, Beal yeah. can score 18 a night, 20 a night. DeMar, Rosen's a, De- DeMar DeRozan's a better score. Yeah, Beale's like very streaky. Like he's he's yeah. on or off. DeMar's more consistent, yep. unless it's the playoffs. <laughs> Good point. Sorry, Sorry DeMar. Sorry. <laughs> I still, you. yeah. still love me. I'm just, it's just, you. I still love you. I got to keep it real. No, you do.
2: <laughs> when your heart's been broken so many times, you, you, you got to tell the truth, right?
1: Yeah, I, I got to keep it real. Yeah. Oh yeah, this stuff is going crazy right you, now. Buddy. I'm looking right now. Yeah,
2: uh, things happen. It's a domino effect. Once
1: multiple sources, multiple sources, no way in hell the Spurs trade Kawhi Leonard. Now they're saying that people are trying to circ- circumvent it, which is not going to please Greg Popovich. So basically, they're saying so people are they're trying now. Okay, Kawhi Leonard can't get traded to the, the Spurs. Don't want to trade the Lakers. Greg Popovich will run you over and, like, beat you up with a baseball bat if you did this. If he did a deal with you to trade Kawhi Leonard and you just flipped him to the Lakers? yeah, right. <laughs> Popovich isn't stupid. He's going to get no. word of this because they're floating this out here now if there's ways that they could. The Spurs? a three-team trade. Can't, the Spurs are in a dangerous position, though, because... They know what the asset they have. Oh, here's he clearly,
2: one. doesn't want to be there. It's a Philadelphia
1: 76ers want to trade Markel Fultz. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> they took first round. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so now, yep. now they're including Fultz in the package. They realized, all right, like no yeah. one's biting for Sarich and Covington. Yeah. <laughs> time for Plan B. They want to get into the top five badly. They have the tenth pick. Or you know, will they be willing to uh, to lose Markel Fultz? They probably would. But I don't think the marketplace is I don't hot think and heavy for exactly. Force right I don't now. think a lot of teams say we because need of him. his injury.
2: Yep, a lot of teams would say pass. It's like the days of our lives, it's like, a like General go-no. Hospital. Yeah, Passions. You remember we used to watch Passions with little, with, the, with little Timmy the midget there. He was and Tabitha the witch. <laughs> what a what a crazy soap opera that one was.
1: Man, the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat do not have a first-round draft pick and are willing to uh, trade Justice Winslow. I like Justice to Winslow. To get into the first round. That That's something that could happen. Well, I imagine it would have to be sort of a top 10-type, yep. t- teen-type yep. thing. Early teens? I like Justice Winslow. So do I. I like him on the Raptors. That would look nice. Hey, Pat Riley, listen. We'll give you Serge Baca. <laughs> For Justice Winslow. A throw in that Brazilian kid that never plays too.